Hey everybody, welcome to Giant Bomb Presents. I'm Austin Walker, and joining me today is Jason Imms, the uh, most recent uh, contributor added to our ever-growing uh, list. I guess not really ever-growing, I-, I guess it's it's actually kind of uh, grown at this point, we're, we're starting to see some recurring names, uh, uh, but-, but Jason is the latest. Uh, Jason, it's welcome. It's going to stop at some point, surely. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, there are a limited number of days in the year, after all. Um, yeah. So 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 welcome. Uh, you're calling from Australia, right? I am in the, the tiny little island on the very south end of the country. But it oh. is a state. It is it is a part of Australia, although the mainland would like to argue with that. So, technically speaking, yes. Uh, <laughs> sweet. What time is it there right now? Uh, it is eleven thirty in the morning. Okay. It is nine thirty p.m. here, and I think you're on a different day than we are. I think it's the thirteenth there, perhaps. Yeah, we're coming from the future. That's right. Okay, cool. I hope I hope the fu- I hope the weather is nice in the future. Uh, it's a little cold, but that's fine. <laughs> so, so uh, can you give me a little bit of history of like like who you are, and not just me, obviously, but the listeners, like what your history is of writing about games. Yeah, sure. Um, so I got my start about six years ago working actually for Tested dot com oh. um, back in the whiskey media days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Will and Norm gave me my start there and taught me everything. I was completely <laughs> inexperienced, and they were amazing. Uh, and I, I got to meet Will during GDC to, to kind of thank him for my career, which was really nice. Um, uh, they taught me heaps. Uh, and then when kind of things with Whiskey Media changed and freelancers had to go and find work elsewhere, uh, I did some work at Extreme Tech and eventually moved my way over to to, to working in games here in Australia. Great. Uh, and now, weirdly, I'm heading back to work with US publications. Yeah. That, it's I mean- been very strange roundabout. There's been like, uh, you know, it's interesting as someone who who has a full time job now in, in this side of the industry, but but who's done freelance work in the past. I feel like there's been a real boom of freelance material, um, not just in terms of availability, but in terms of the amount of people who can do it. And you know, I've said this before, but we were really inundated with a lot of amazing pitches from people, like mm. way more than we could possibly run, um, which was both invigorating and also a little distressing. Right? Like it's it's one of those things of like okay, like there are lots of people who can do this job totally well. Uh, it's really yep. hard to figure out who the people are, are that we would be fools not to work with, you know? Uh, so, yeah. so with that said, welcome aboard. Uh, you know, I really like the first story that, that you filed uh, about about kind of the constraints, uh, developers coming to terms with the fact that, that constraints can be really useful for them, uh, I guess, or, mm. or not, maybe not coming to terms with, but, but certainly talking about that. Uh, and they did that over the, the, the Train Jam, which is a, a game jam that runs in the week before GDC, on a train that runs from Chicago to uh, San Francisco. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. For two and a half days. It was, it was wonderful. Awesome. So Um, so you were on that train for that whole time? Yeah, I was there from, from the start to the end. Um, there, there were people that got on and off so that there were other passengers on the train too, which was actually one of my favorite things about it. Um, there were about 200 people on the train doing train jam, making games. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there were also just other passengers around who were extremely curious about who all these people were with all these laptops and, right. and weird paraphernalia, VI headsets and accelerometers and Boy, things. Did you, did you just – so this – you know, I think a lot of stories about Train Jam just become like, oh, this is what Train Jam is and, and you kind of went for yep. a different tack, which I, which I appreciate. Um, but but cool. I do have some basic just like questions about what the jam looks like. Like is, is – are you taking over like dining cars? Like where are people doing the work of development? So they spread out quite a bit. We weren't allowed to do any work in the dining car, which makes sense that people need to work there and cycle people through for meals. Um, But we pretty much had free run of the rest of the train. Um, There are so there there are two cars at the front of the train which have private cabins in them. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the people in those cabins were people doing train jam who spent a bit more for a sleeper car. 
Right. Um, uh, so that some some people were working in their rooms over there if they wanted to be able to close the door and have a bit of privacy. Some were working in the the little cafes underneath the observation cars, just sitting at tables there or up in the observation cars with the incredible massive windows looking at the beautiful views. Um, uh, most of the work was concentrated in the observation cars, though, okay. uh, just because they're big open cars with tables uh, and people can sit across from one another and, and get some work done, despite the fact that they're constantly being distracted by the view. <laughs> How do people group up? Because you know, you know, one of the one of the, the teams, I guess, in, in the story that, that you write about is this really interesting mix of people who are established because they're you know people who work at Campo Santo, uh, and mm-hmm. some folks who like are are you know completely not maybe not completely new to game development, but but not known quantities. Um, so how mm. how do people pair off and and decide to work together? Uh, everyone meets at the station a few hours before the train leaves, mm-hmm. um, and there's a there was a business there that very kindly opened their doors um, and to allow a private function to happen, and we all had breakfast together. Gotcha. Um, so that that was an opportunity for uh, Adria Wallach, um, the organizer of Train Jam, and her her cohorts to to get up and kind of pass on all the mm-hmm. details that people needed to know, all the rules and code of conduct and all that information. Uh, and then it was just kind of two-ish hours of people mixing with one another and trying to settle down into groups and in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Train Jam does allow people to create groups before they come to the jam, but they okay. really prefer it if if people try and get together there in the spot and ideally work with people they've never worked with before. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be part of the, the whole thrust of the thing is, hey, break out of your normal work habit, try something new that can introduce a new spark of, of creativity and, and that can... Will prevent you from falling into the old habits that you that you normally have. Not that they're you know maybe those habits work for you in general, but but this can be a, an an important and useful kind of creative uh, practice uh, for you. For Absolutely, you an exercise. And it's much so. like a, it's it's much like a music like a band jam, getting together to right. play music together and just experiment and try stuff that they don't normally play. They're not playing the same old stuff. Right. Um. It, it's it's a very very similar idea. Totally. So so um you know I, I kind of asked you before I called. And, you know, a couple of days ago to, to take maybe a peek at some of the games that came out of the jam and, and, and talk a little bit about um, a few things that caught both of our eyes. Um, people can find the games uh, that came out of the this year's train jam over on, on itch.io, itch.io. Um, if you just go to, I guess what's the, what's the easiest way? It might just be, the easiest way might just be to do a search on, on Google or, or another searching search engine for train jam 2016, itch.io. Um, yeah, that will work. That'll pull it up. Um, so, so what was a game that, that took you, uh, by surprise or that, that you were interested in? So there are, there are, there are a huge number of games, made. I think there was 60 something, yes. 60 something submissions. Like a lot of games were totally. made amongst the groups. Um, so there are so many options, but, uh, I think my favorite one that I saw was called Max Capacitor. Okay. Um, which is a puzzle game. Uh, and it was made by Alan Hazelden, uh, Andrew Schuldice and Thomas Engesser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so this is a little puzzle game, a two D kind of puzzle game, designed by Alan, who who actually made a uh, iOS game called A Good Snowman Is Hard to Build. Yeah, it's, a good name. Um, it's a really great name, and it's a really wonderful little puzzle game. This one this one kind of has the same a, a similar kind of idea. So you, you've got a character and you're pushing objects around in the world, and you've got to get them into into specific positions to be able to move on to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it presents pretty simply. Uh, but it very quickly starts wrinkling your brain. Um, I, I thought I was going to be pretty clever because I'd played Snowman recently, right? Uh, and, and this felt similar. I thought I was just going to breeze through it, and it's not. Uh, I, Alan is an incredibly gifted uh, puzzle designer, and you know, getting to sit there on the train and watch him design these puzzles 
in real time. Uh, and even even to the point where I'd try a level and he'd go, hmm, and then he'd edit it <laughs> and move things around a little bit, and it's completely changed the feel of the level. And I don't understand how he can keep these things in his brain. Right. Um, but yeah, you push these objects around and you've got to get them onto the right buttons to be able to finish the level. And there are obvious things like, well, if you push it up against the wall, you're not going to be able to push it away from the wall again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it adds this wrinkle of if you if two of the objects that you push around connect, they uh, touch one another, they connect and you they then move as one. Right. And it, so you, it reminds me of um, there's, a, there's a whole kind of breed of, of push block puzzles. And I can't think of the name of this entire like subgenre of puzzle game. And it's driving me up a wall right now. Does it have a name? I, can't, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't definitely. know. Definitely. Um, because there's also a fantastic um, game in this, in this genre by um, the designer of 8688 hack. Uh, mm. Oh my God! This is uh, Mike Michael Bro uh, Brogue Brogue yep. Rob Brogue. I've never known how to how to pronounce his name. <laughs> um, the game Corrupt uh, has some very similar um, uh, basic mechanics to to it, and it's mm. there's a there's a, like a this is going to kill me to to not be able to name the actual um, like not not subgenre, but but this like sort of um, push block puzzle style thing. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Continue. So the reason I picked this one is because I think uh, most train, most sorry, most game jam games that are made are very much prototypes, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're just an idea that people riffed on. They they blasted it out over a weekend, and then it's and then it's done. They may not they may never revisit it. This one excites me because it could become something if they wanted to spend some more time on it. Sure. Yeah, so um, the, you know, most of them, it's kind of like the making of the game is the thing. In that, like, oh, you know, we made this thing. It's not necessarily a thing that we're looking to ship as a commercial product, but it was a it was a productive, you know, exercise for us to to work out something or to try out a new a new idea or, you mm. know, kind of prototype something. But but you feel like this thing has has actual legs. I think they could push it through if they wanted to, and I think it could do quite well. Because, I mean, sure. it's, it's another one of a tried-and-true genre, it's, uh, despite the fact that we can't think of the name uh, of it. Sokoban <laughs> is the game that I'm thinking of. Uh, and there are tons of games that are that, that kind of are in that same genre of, of mm. block-pushing and, and kind of like hallway management. Um, Sokoban, S-O-K-O-B-A-N. I, I found yep. it. I'm, I'm thrilled that I can go to bed tonight without my brain collapsing it on itself. Um, <laughs> So, so one of the ones that, that I checked out that I really liked, um, even though I, I think it's kind of like maybe this is the opposite uh, of what, of the one that you just talked about, in that I don't know that it's like a particularly uh, commercially viable product, uh, is a game by the designers Bjorn uh, Alpin, uh, Joe Guerrera, and uh, Jonathan Crawford, um, which is called Definitely Not Human Bodies. Uh, oh, I played that just this morning. And in it, you play a, a kind of little robot who is transporting around what are definitely not human bodies inside of uh, <laughs> black bags. Um, and the thing that, that really sticks with me is that like it has this very like poem quality. And I don't mean poetic quality. I don't mean like it's a lyrical game or something like that. But it, it's this little – it feels like a brief meditation on human bodies in a weird way in that mm. – so you play this, this – it's, it's, it's a game you play with a controller – um, and it controls – this is like the, the deepest pool possible, but it plays the way virtual on played with t- two joysticks in that to go forward, you have to push both joysticks forward at the same time. To turn, mm. you, you pull one back and push one forward. Because um, your character has tank tracks, right? Exactly. Uh, and, yeah. so, and so the, the controls are actually you – know, it's not as disorienting as something like Quop. Right or or mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not like Surgeon Simulator or, or something like that, but it's but it is very disorienting at first. It's like whoa, this isn't moving. This hasn't been built for me to move 
cleanly in and mm. to like kind of just go underneath these tubes that spit out these black bags uh, and then and then maneuver through a maze while like you know the shadows of the area around you come down and there's some barbed wire in the distance clearly and it's just it's this very short little thing of just like oh i'm coming to terms with this very non-human body this thing that does not move the way i move in games ever to dispose Mm. of human bodies uh and and i i I think it's a pretty striking style And, and again i don't think that there is a version of that game that gets put on, you know, Xbox Live or on Steam to be sold, or if it does, it, it you know, it has it has to introduce a, a lot of additional mechanics and, and stuff like that. But I like it on its own as this short thing I did for twenty minutes, you know. Mm, absolutely, yeah, and and again, that's the beauty of a game jam. Like they sound like they're going to be these really intense experiences. I have to try and make something in a weekend right. with people I've never worked with with a theme that I didn't know before we started. Totally. Um, but they're actually pretty freeing because they give you the opportunity to try stuff that you would never bother trying in other contexts. Right. And all you've blown on it is a weekend. It's not right. like you've put months and months of work in. You know, it's one of those things of saying like, you know, if this was a if this was meant to be a commercial product early on, you'd say, well, you know, I like to, I like what we're doing with this movement mechanic in and of itself, but I, I think that the Steam reviews will be garbage, and so we can't. Mm. We we need an alternate maneuver, you know, uh, you know, uh, movement scheme for people mm. to, to jump into it right away. Uh, and I really appreciated that that you know that's one of the things I like about this whole whole the, you know the idea of a jam you know uh, so what's yeah, another totally. one that that stuck out to you? Uh, I want to give a quick mention to a game called Swole Caliber Swole Caliber because that's Swole a fantastic Caliber. pun. It's a fantastic yep. pun. There is a man who is, or there is a, a being, it's a snake that is that is incredibly strong. Uh, yeah. It is so swole. And he's just he just asks you to do a bunch of WarioWare style mm-hmm. kind of mini games to to get swole and then have a rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like the fact that it gives you a chance to have a bit of a rest and he just lies down on a bed. I want to give that on a quick mention. Um, but the the last one I actually want to talk about um, is called uh, now it's it's a French name. So yes. bear with me. Uh, la culture I, physique de la femme élégante. We I are, think we is are, how you pronounce that. That is completely the one. I actually just. Uh, just pulled it up on my computer also because I wanted to, I was like trying to figure out which of the last ones I wanted to speak about. Or uh, So, yeah, t- tell me what you thought about it and, and so, pitch the, it to the, to the, the audience. Sure. So, I mean, the reason I like this one is because it tells a story about the person who made it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it's made by a guy called Mike Laserwalker from NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, I, what I learned about Mike during the jam over the weekend and, and at GDC following – uh, was that he's really into history and and retro things. Mm. Uh, so, like, he's, he's making a, a game that was being shown at Alt Control GDC, uh, which was using a, a real 1920s uh, phone operator cabinet. Um, oh, and he mounted wow, a bunch that's of, intense. What's that called? It, uh, that's called uh, Hello Operator. Okay. Um, I think I've heard of that. And so you sit down in front of this machine and you use it and you're plugging cables in and they're yes. the real original cables and you're using the old original handset and it's it's this really striking thing and, and I loved it because he's not making it because he wants to sell it and make money. He's making it because he loves it mm-hmm. and that's that's the beauty of our Control GDC to me. Um, and and so this is another thing along those lines. So th- this game is called – it translates to Physical Culture of Elegant Women – um, and he describes it as a jazz age Parisian exercise simulator. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and it's very simple. It's it's a touch game. It's a browsing game designed to play on a touch mm-hmm. screen. Um, and you quite simply listen to jazz music, tap on the screen to have have the lady on the screen kind of lift her leg to do her exercise, and then you release to have her lower it. And you just do that. 
however much you want. You can do it really quickly to try and get a higher score if that's something that interests you. You can do it to the beat of the music if you want to and just let the jazz take you away. Uh, it, it's a really, really simple thing, but but Mike made it using actual pages from a 1920s French book on w- women's fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so very Mike. Uh, that is, even, even though I've only, only known him for a few days, that, that, it really spoke to me for that reason. Yeah, so I, I think that is definitely the third thing I really like about, about jams is the like, okay, separate from the, the you know, culture of a, of a development studio, separate from, mm-hmm. again, the needs of needing to make a commercial product, you can just like, oh, this is a thing I'm interested in. I can just do this one little tiny thing and I can like – yeah, like like he did bring in uh, uh, actual art from from a source material without having to like mm. clear it as a you know license it you know like oh yeah this is just a fun yeah. little thing that I'm throwing together it'll be it'll work in a web browser um, and it's it's it can just be a reflection of the, the ideas that I'm currently toying with you know yeah absolutely um, or or it could be like having a song stuck in your head and the only way to get mm. it out of your head is to, is to listen to it right like this, a game jam you might have this game idea in your head and you just making it over a weekend might be the way to deal with that right. idea instead of having it like completely dominate you as you try to go through with whatever it is you're supposed to be working on during the week exactly yeah I yeah like absolutely um since 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 we both had that one i, I guess i'll i will um i'll shout out one more which is sure. uh you know, uh, you know, I'll say, I'll say, people should check out Discharge, which is a game that mm. you you mentioned in the actual piece, um, which mm-hmm. was which was by Ben Burbank, uh, uh, Emily Dillahunt, uh, Linda K. Greenwood, Samuli. I'm going to butcher this last name. Uh, <laughs> Jaskalainen, Jaskalainen, uh, and Sean Vanneman, which is this is this kind of little 3D puzzle game that is. Um, uh, it's kind of a, a first-person walk-around puzzle game where you have this gun that can charge uh, things on kind of kind of power strips on the wall to open doors mm-hmm. and let you progress. And it's interspersed with um, a sort of twinish choose-your-own uh, response, like like uh, prose that was written by Sean Vanneman. It's very reminiscent to the intro of Firewatch to people who've played that. Um, and and mm. the whole thing also feels like vaguely adjacent to the work of Brendan Chung to me. Um, hmm. maybe that's because it had kind of, um, poppy mid-century French music playing and you're walking mm-hmm. through these like very pedestrian spaces. Um, but also just like, I, I don't know, there, there was some, something about the, the tone of the entire place that, that I could imagine 30 flights of loving happening in the building next door to this building. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. uh, the thing that I really liked about it was, was that like it, 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 it kind of inha- it kind of gives you the the least interesting part of an interesting story to inhabit, which is like mm-hmm. a, a person going about their work day while you're reading about and and choosing the kind of big picture moments in in a, a relationship that's kind of falling apart, or at least that's what it was for me as I played through. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so check it, that it, out. It, it reminded me of of how Firewatch treated Henry, the main character. Totally. Um, and, and like, without going into any spoilers, I really like the fact that Firewatch tells a story about a person that's very real yes. and very, very true to just human life, and it's not very video gamey. Yeah. The story isn't very video gamey, and and I think that's true here with with Sean's work on on uh, Discharge. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and like you said, there are like sixty games that came out of the jam, and and in general, you know, jams like this happen, and not on trains, obviously, but but in general, there are, are a billion train or a billion jams, game jams every year, and and. A thing I, I definitely suggest to the listener is like 
put your ear to the ground about them. Um, and, and when you hear one that seems interesting, check it out. You know, there's a, there's a first-person shooter game jam every year. There's a seven-day game jam every year where it's just like, hey, like you have a week. Go, go do a thing. Um, let them dare or let them dare, depending on how you, you feel like pronouncing it. Or let them dare or let them dare. Uh, there's a billion variations. Uh, tend to, to theme things around a specific topic or idea. Uh, and that's mm. really great. Uh, you know, again, speaking about constraints, um, there's a roguelike game jam that I look forward to every year because something really cool comes out, and, and almost mm. always it's the sort of thing. It's that it's that song idea that you just put forward of just like, mm. oh, it's clear that this developer, this designer, had this one mechanic in their heads that is brilliant, but like does not have the whole. It doesn't necessarily have the entire thing that you might need built around it um, to, mm. to support it. Or the other thing that happens is just like. Oh, someone made a Mass Effect rogue. Like that's cool. Let me check that out. You know, like this is just like let me scratch. Someone's wanted to scratch that itch for themselves, and now I can scratch it too. Uh, yeah. So, so definitely check those out. Um, it's it's a very it's a unique thing that that um, is is pretty rad. I I I do wonder, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Is there is there any is there any feeling of crunch around the game jam? Uh, I think it depends on the game jam a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I run some game jams here back home. Um, and for the first one, it was the first one we'd ever run in the state. And so everyone was pretty inexperienced with game jams in general. And a good chunk of people stayed up all night. Right. And then were useless the next day. And so the second time we ran a game jam, uh, a couple of people did that. And everyone else went and got real sleep and then came back in the morning and got some more work done. Mm-hmm. So they learned those lessons. And I think Train Jam is pretty unique in that Everyone is looking out the window at these incredible views, and there are so many different types of views on this trip as you go through Middle America. You've got the Rocky Mountains and the Sierra Nevadas, and you've got deserts and, and cornfields. It's, it's a really stunning trip. Everyone is equally distracted, and so everyone tends to kind of understand that maybe you won't finish what you're trying to make. Right, um, and that's fine. That's that's a, that's totally part of, of of the jam. And if you if you want to, you can get home, do a little bit more work, and submit it to the to the to the uh, itch.io page later. Because uh, it's not a competition. There are no prizes. There are no awards. It's just something that, that we're doing for fun. Uh, it's a it's a great exercise and a great chance to c- collaborate with others. Totally. Uh, I think I think yeah. when it when you have that perspective, it's it's exactly right. Um, you know, I think that there is definitely there has been the critique levied before on on certain jams that that because there aren't kind of um because the the kind of language around the jam isn't isn't specifically uh you know kind of well designed itself it it, it can encourage a sort of crunch crunch culture that's the same thing mm. that so many people who are involved in the game in game jams in general like hate about AAA development um and mm. so I, I really appreciate it when organizers go out of their way to say like hey like Either we're setting this in a place that, that helps prevent that, or we're you know directly saying and encouraging people to to not do that stuff like that because like mm. you know it, it it is supposed to be a kind of reminder of how joyous a, a, like a more free version of of gameplay mm. game design could be and and uh, it is it is rad to see that the things like just setting it on the observation deck can help check those sorts of um, those sorts of behaviors in, in, in a really uh, organic way. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And and the idea that it doesn't have any prizes I think is really valuable too because totally. who is to say which game is the best and, and that's not really the point of it. It's totally. about collaboration and, and trying new things. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jason. This has been a, a really great chat. I can't wait for people to listen uh, and I can't wait to see what you do next for us. Great. Thanks very much for having me. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> 